Welcome back to a, another episode of Liberty Matters. You are with Anthony and Sean, where we discuss current events uh, and we connect the dots through a conservative worldview lens with the aim to put faith back into politics. Sean, bud, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? Good. You know, like I said, there's a ton of stuff going on. Um, we're going to hit some of this today from from a high level, right? And we're going to continue, like as weeks go on, we're going to continue to dig into it. There's certain stuff that we're reasonably not going to dig too deep into too right away because certain stuff, I'll say information that comes out in ge- the geopolitical world. We, I don't care about being first. We care about being right. So the, where we're going to go with today's show, there's two things we're going to, basically two areas we're going to hit. We're going to hit what's going on in the, uh, I'll say the strange coincidences of events that all seem to magically be happening in the United States of America. Um, a lot happening in the first two months, not even the first two months of the year, right? Yeah. And so we're going to, that will uh, unpack a little bit more. Um, and hint it has to do with a balloon and this is not a kid's birthday party. Um, <laughs> second, we're going to jump into just a little bit, quick update. Hey, CPI came out um, from the treasury. So we're going to just lay out some of that looks like and where to look where, and I think actually I might dig into a little bit. So like the PPI because um, the producer's price index also came out and we'll just take it from there. Um, not to belabor the fact of what we talked about. Look, it's pretty much everywhere, unless you've been hiding under a rock for the past few weeks. Um, I don't know how you can miss any of this. Everything going on inside the United States right now. Uh, we had the what they claimed to be a Chinese weather balloon, which then was later. So the Chinese uh, spy balloon that is, you know, traversed its way across the United States. And we now found out that our U.S. military had tracked the spy balloon out of the South China Sea. For over a week in advance. And then it came, traversed its way across over Hawaii, up the Pacific, into Alaska, and then came back down south, as everybody knows, across through Montana, through the United States of America, over every military installation, our sensitive bases, sensitive like nuclear facilities, and it conveniently tracked its way across the United States of America. And Joe Biden, being a, the strong leader that he is, he waited till it crossed and left the United States to shoot down the Chinese spy balloon off the coast of South Carolina with, by the way, well, I'll say the same thing that he actually went after when they shot the uh, three other objects that we conveniently saw, Sean. Um, They shot, after that happened, miraculously, there was three more objects that came to the U.S. airspace that we shot down that these were unknown objects. Uh, One in Lake Huron up by Michigan. There was another one in Alaska and another another one in Canada. Um, And each, by the way, we decided to, I think actually the one in Lake Huron, we, what we shot was a $400,000 missile, the Sidewinder. And oh, didn't a, we miss? Uh, the first time. So <laughs> <laughs> we missed the $400,000 missile and sh- had to shoot another one, which by the way, they're like a heat seeking missile, but I don't know, maybe if you're trying to shoot like a balloon or something else, um, it's kind of hard. I don't know. They, so you missed it first time. We had to shoot it again and it's still a $400,000 missile. So not to add to the part we just, I don't know. Like, I don't know why. Look, if they actually wanted to sit here and pretend this idea that they wanted to collect the data and they're trying to say our U.S. intel communities, they're trying to scoop it up off like like the one they shot over out south, off the coast of South Carolina. They're, they're trying to pick it up. The Navy SEALs are doing a dive to pick up the uh, balloon and its part parts, <laughs> I'll say. Um, but, the, but the issue they run into is like, if you're going to try and do that, why would you shoot a... $400,000 missile at it when it's a balloon. I mean, like, can we just pop the thing? So we can actually collect it. Um, 
I don't know. It, it, there's just many ways we probably could have went about this, but we didn't. And he tried to try and after the fact of getting enough heat and we let this cross the United States and over all our sensitive military installations and facilities to then try and pretend he has to do something. So then we had these other objects that came to the U.S. And then he had to overreact in the way of saying then he had to make his, a move. So we had that happen. The other coincidences um, that are, I'm not saying, Sean, that these things are not they didn't just happen and it's coincidental, but I'm saying it's just highly convenient, which just brings a lot of questions, right? Um, which a lot of stuff's been happening really close together. Yeah. So what we just had, we'll go down that list a little bit of the train derailments, which many of you are, are aware in East Palestine, Ohio is where when the first one started um, with the train derailed with a vinyl chloride leak, the hazma- hazardous material. Um, there's another train derailment with hazardous material in Houston and another one in South Carolina. And just yesterday, there's another one in Detroit, Michigan. Now, the one in Detroit, Michigan allegedly only had one hazardous, one train car carrying hazardous material, and it allegedly is not leaking. Whatever. We had those four train derailments. Uh, there was the truck that tipped over carrying hazmat material in Tucson, Arizona. There was in Florida, we had the five-acre nursery plant was it Sean that was like burning plastics in Utah there was another industrial fire there is a power outage in terminal one JFK there's the water treatment plant that was a ha- that was hacked in Tampa there was the water treatment facility that had a power outage up in Boston waste management facility in Boston that's what it was no it's not the water treatment it's the other other type of things being treated <laughs> It's your waste. So we had the waste uh, treatment facility. And all of this, what am I missing? There's been so many. Oh, there was the uh, NOTAM FAA's system outage claim, you know, that they claimed the system that gives notice to pilots uh, if alert, if there's aircraft or any potential hazard along the flight route, that system went down, which is a big issue because for all the pilots and in the military side, everyone needs, has access to systems to be what's in their flight paths. Um, and, oh, and adding to the fact, the Russian fighter jets entered Alaska in U.S. airspace. You had one did it one, um, a few days ago. And then yesterday, on um, February 16th, they turned around and, and four of them entered U.S. airspace in Alaska. And we had to have two of our U.S. fighter jets get up there to try and escort them back out. Now, great I'll give you some leeway a little bit with that, that the U.S. airspace, when you look off the coast of Alaska, is very large and dips out very well into the Pacific. <laughs> um, but again, I just find it's a lot of all these things that are happening just seem very coincidental, very interesting on their timing. Um, and I'll just say this from a theory that's coming from the military aspect. First, there's many things I don't believe in a lot of coincidences. Um, and a lot of these things, when they happen, there's a there's a, there's a type of chaos, chaos theory that can ensue where they want to, if these things are not connected, there's a lot of different attacks or you in, in war, you try and set up a system, you create many multiple ta- small attacks to distract from something bigger that can occur. I'm not saying it's happening, but I'm saying it brings a lot of questions to understand of how are these things or what are these all connected to. Um, uh, so it's just interesting. It brings a lot of questions. We're going to see what's happening to this more so as it's just concerning from that aspect. 
Um, I don't know, Sean. We'll uh, we'll see where this kind of leads, but it's the main theory that we want to throw out there, just talking about what this leads to, what's happening, why is it happening now? And again, it's too coincidental, I'll say. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like we're under some type of attack. Um, I, I think the the greater question is 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 this internally in, uh, government supported or is this an external government support? Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of different possibilities, and nothing's out of the realm in the world that we live in today. So it's kind of scary to to see. Um, I think that. Um, there's a lot of tests going on. It looks like, right? Seeing how we respond to things and how we react to things, and and which can lead to, you know, your point, a, a larger that's where, scale. That's where Sean, I think this. Uh, all right, that's a good point. It's because one of the biggest things I think here, it's not even whatever. Even if China, when they flew their little hot air balloon over the United States, the whole idea of what they're trying to do is, first, it's not by accident. It, it just doesn't happen to plan a course and chart its way to strategically go over through the United States right over our strategic nuclear facilities um, and military installations. But what it does do is them testing how is the United States of America going to or not to respond. And that we – Joe Biden as the commander-in-chief failed miserably. Our U.S. military tracking – for a week ahead, failed miserably with what happened there, right? And then you had these other issues coming on. Now, this whole distraction, I'll say, with stuff with, like, extraterrestrials, UFOs, whatever you want to call it, neither here nor there. I think that, again, that's another piece that's trying to pull away from the actual issues and which topics are actual concern. Um, I'm not saying this is like, look, I don't care what anyone's opinion is on that. That is... To me, where we're at in this position, that's a distraction from actual threat that we're actually facing what's going on in the world. Um, but yeah, it's – and then obviously they can't answer anything and they keep saying, oh, we'll turn – the intel community is going to pick up the materials. We're going to investigate it, see what it was going to do. And I think even Joe Biden, he got up there and gave his little speech on the Chinese spy balloon about, well, we let it traverse the United States so we can figure out and study its maneuvers and what it was actually looking to do. Um, well, also, allegedly, they didn't want uh, debris to fall on any civilian. Yeah, which if they wanted that, they could have shot it down a thousand miles over the Pacific when it was traversing from Alaska before it even came back over land. Like, or before it left the South China Sea, they could watch it the whole way. And once it crossed over Hawaii, right? Like they had plenty of different areas, right? But then to make that, I think that's one of the lamest excuses um, because if it comes to the safety and look, there was a lot of, there's a lot of empty rural land in certain areas that you can cater this down to through over at the United States as well. So it's a very weak leader, a very weak response to sit here and say, well, we just wanted to make sure we didn't weren't letting debris land on, but we did, did want to make sure that they could take any information of our installations and let them get everything they wanted first. Um, now I will say, I do think it's pretty interesting because China doesn't need a balloon to spy right they have satellites and the whole question is like okay so why would they actually do it with a balloon um because i don't think it was ever about that to me it was always a test to see how we would respond i think one of the things that's been floating around recently based on the way that that balloon floated across the u.s is 
that would be um, a perfect opportunity for an EMP attack. Yeah, and that's the thing that gets into... This was actually... Because I went back into a deep dive going through this all, and I will say is one of the... If anyone ever wants to actually really get their idea of what an EMP attack will do, there's a, there's a book called Once the, what, the Second After... Oh, I'm drawing the blank of the author. But if you look it up, it's it's basically it's a one of those type of books that are a faction. But it the guy does a brilliant work on research behind actual EMP and what life would be like, right? At the end of the day, when nobody actually thinks about when an EMP attack hits, this isn't just something like, oh, you have a power outage for a few days. No, it, it's your entire grid. Everything that is built of electronic components, um, electronic solid, anything like electronic, like solid state equipment, right? It's anything after... 1970s 1980s would be fried when we had solid state electronics and it all gets fried like your cars all but none of it works right so people don't even think about how the actual reaction and what that means like even our supply chains when you think of the issues just think of the medication if you go to cvs you're not gonna be able to pick it up because cvs isn't getting daily deliveries so in a matter of days you have people that are can't get insulin you have a matter of days that people can't get various types of medication i mean in nursing in a matter of days you'd have people dying in nursing homes because of people that are on ventilators, people and other types of treatments that need actual generators that kick on wouldn't work behind it, right? So when it comes to an EMP, yeah, Sean, that balloon itself, that was a big concern because what is it? EMP flies anywhere from like, when it, lets, it, it when it, EMP goes off in the atmosphere, it's something from like 90,000 to 120,000 feet up. And it basically, if it's high enough up, it can wipe out the entire US electrical grid if it's targeted right. So yeah, that's a big concern. And it just brought a lot of questions again about our security of it, because this is something that they that uh, President Trump was actually starting to push down the path of looking into concern, trying to figure out like, okay, how would we actually respond, and how do we actually cert, um, secure our grid from the potential threat of an EMP? Because when you look at some of these nations like Iran or North Korea or any of those, what is their ultimate equalizer? They know they can't win a war with us. But if you let out like an EMP, you can easily level set, and all of a sudden that that the playing field is completely even, because we can't do anything, we can't go anywhere, we can't fight back. So, yeah, I mean it's a fair point because that question comes up. Um, but yeah, it's so it's definitely like well, it's one of the things to watch, right, Sean? Um, yeah, for sure. I think obviously there's a lot of variables that go into. You know how big, how high, how much impacts, right? The oh, distance yeah. or whatever. But um, you you yeah. could figure if a best case scenario for us, right? You're you're wiping out a quarter to a third of the U.S. Yeah, and they, I forgot what they said when they last um, the couple studies on this. In a matter of a year after an EMP happens, first off, it takes several years to bring a grid back up. It just doesn't happen tomorrow. But in a matter of a year. Almost 90% of the population be wiped out. And not to mention, if it takes several years to bring back up our grid, where do you think most of our components to build our grid come from? China. Uh, so China isn't going to be able to help us, nor would they be wanting to in that situation. Which that brings up a whole other side of things that we should be, we have to worry about and fix within our supply chain. So um, turning gears slightly, we can look at Sean. Just one of the things to talk about, another one of the recent coincidences the East Palestine, Ohio. Um, I think what we just saw that the, obviously that's, again, all these scenarios are absolutely horrific. And these people, what they're dealing with, it's, again, 
you expect a lot more from a government, how we're going to respond, what we're going to do, how to protect people. And yet apparently the Biden administration has denied FEMA assistance to East Palestine, Ohio. So even though Governor DeWine has been asking for it, he turned around and basically said, no, sorry, because it wasn't a hurricane or a tornado. Good luck. And I mean, I don't know about you, Sean. I haven't seen, I don't think I have actually, we've actually seen a transportation secretary in Pete Buttigieg who has single-handedly, this guy has managed and been over one catastrophe after another and has done absolutely nothing. So Pothole Pete, isn't exactly uh, there to actually fix or able to do anything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know, Sean. It's We well, just look at this stuff. In the East Palestine, Ohio, I mean, Senator J.D. Vance was up there. Um, I saw him talking on Tucker Carlson the other night. And again, it was like he's going back down there saying like the U.S. government sitting here saying the EPA came in and also says, well, everything's clean. The air is clean. The water's clean. But yet, obviously, you're seeing a lot of videos and clips and other stuff coming out of like okay there's like a bunch of fish that are floating in the river or if they scrape the riverbed all the oil that's saturated at the bottom of the soil within the riverbed is seeping its way throughout so, yeah i saw it's scary too because you there was um what was it is it is he a senator or a congressman jd vance uh, uh was senator. just was just in the yeah one of the rivers out there and was like dragging the bottom of the of the water with a stick and you could see like chemicals coming up from the bottom right but yeah. now they're saying it's okay for everybody to go back that it's safe well that's where i think it was the same thing it was still uh senator vance he was sitting there and he's like look if it's so perfect how about the epa administrator comes out here and drinks a glass of water from it how about you bring your family to live here how about you start sitting in this environment and living here right i mean Again, it's just another one of these that they're trying to actually deny. Now, I could tell you if this happened in California or New York or a deep blue state, they would react probably very different. So again, that kind of leans to tell you a little bit more about what your government actually thinks and cares about you. And I don't want to hear anything about how they don't have the money, don't have the infrastructure and can't get something done, right? Because Ron DeSantis in a hurricane in Florida, FEMA or not, they what repaired it. He had, they came in, fixed and repaired a bridge in a matter of weeks to an island that was completely cut off. Like it was overnight. So yeah, if you have a leader who can actually do something and get a job done, yes, you can do get move quickly and efficiently. But that's not what we have. We have some some of the most inept leadership we've ever had sitting in the Oval Office right now. Um, which I laugh at because I actually think it was just this morning I saw this, Sean, that the White House physician. Uh, released a report, his normal annual whatever report, saying that Joe Biden has a is completely fit for duty. He's a complete, really good bill of health. He just had a lesion we removed off his chest and sent off for biopsy, but he's a complete good bill of health. I'm like, nobody believes that. Yeah, which which Biden is that? Biden one or Biden two? Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a other part. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, I'm sorry, even as a doctor. All right, so this guy, you should. Are your job to be a doctor or to be propaganda? Because that part, he should be lose his license anyway now. Because you're literally just being a puppet. So, I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of different instances that we're seeing these coincidences throughout the country that are bring more questions than answers. Uh, and we're, like I said, Sean, we'll keep digging into it, right? But we just wanted to hit this from a high level. What was going on with it? It brings a lot of concerns. But from a military 
and strategic perspective from my like in my background it concerns a lot in many different areas um because of what could the what the potentiality could lead to right i'm not saying these things are all connected i'm not saying every single one of these are from a cyber attack but i can't tell you they're not so we're gonna see figure that one out yeah i i would say that there's a a couple of things that some folks should do uh you know based on these scenarios one i would strongly encourage uh, everyone to ensure you have some food and water stocked up. Uh, you know, try and get a little preparedness kit in the event. You know, we have a long-term outage of any type of service um, and, and make sure that you are staying connected to the Bible and God and uh, putting your worries on, uh, on him and within him. Uh, to help get through these tough times. I think that there's obviously a level of, of awareness that everybody should be at with what's going on in the country. But at the same time, you know, we can't let it uh, ruin our day and consume us. And, and so I think that's where that strong connection to um, the Bible and the Lord will helps a lot. That's right. I keep coming back to it. It's like, no matter what, all this stuff happens. There is, it's more, it's, becoming more and more evident as it always should have been but for everybody that it's there's only one path back through all this and that is going to be for people to follow in their path back to god back to christ to understand what their position is how they're supposed to live their life to live a life that is pleasing to god and right if you actually go down this path it's going to look man it, it will make a lot of things better than where we are but we're not playing it they wanted to this whole secularization of society and wiping out religion and all this and every around every corner so uh but no definitely shot a good point um so just before we wrap up today's show i wanted to bring up the labor department just released its monthly report for the uh inflation numbers and and what okay so they released it back on tuesday um and inflation rose in rose in january by 0.5 percent which it's now CPI is released at 6.4% for now Biden's trying to still take this as a victory lap, right? Which is disgusting just because again, you right, you orchestrated and we're a part of, and it's continuing to go down this path. Inflation rose up to 9% to then come back down to 6.4, just like he did with gas prices. They go up, they come down. He tries to take advantage of, he drives it up and then he, it comes back down. He's trying to take advantage of saying it was him. First off, that's still garbage because it's the Fed tries to target inflation for a healthy economy is at two percent. So you're still three times that. So it's absolutely out, still way out of control. Um, and across the board, there's been increases in shelter, food, and energy, which boosted the inflation index. Right. So gas prices were rising again. But don't worry because Sean Joe Biden came out and said we're going to release more of our strategic petroleum oil reserve. We're going to go sell some more off. We're going to sell it and we're going to release some more, right? So they're going to drive up and make it look like we're, our GDP is growing because, oh, wait, we just dumped a bunch of money, oil to sell to other foreign nations, or then we're going to bring down gas prices a little bit for a short period of time because we're trying to throw a bandaid on it instead of fi fixing an actual problem and release more of a strategic petroleum oil reserve. Um, now, grocery prices, obviously, they've been surging for the past year and a half at this point which continues to put a bigger strain on household budgets. You have the cost of services that rose a 0.4% for the second month in a row. Um, now, and service inflation, that ha basically has sharply risen 
in the past year, which is really hard to reverse, right? So this is a big concern for what the Federal Reserve looks at when they're trying to raise interest rates to, in their view, control the flow of money and to try and to control inflation. Um, so yeah, just, it's another piece aspect I like, always like to think about on this is what actually is the producer price index. And because that's a concern of what actually where the, when you look at a producer price index, that's downstream from what the customer's paying. Right. And that's the piece where when you look at the wholesale prices, they jumped by 0.7% since January. The, so the producer price index, um, only it's only further proof that the inflation is sticking around and it's unlikely to decline very rapidly as some would love or prefer it to do. Right. Um, and I will say, look, even in some areas in it, like the cost of wholesale, cost of goods, that jumped 1.2% under the producer's price index side, which that was mostly attributed to gas prices and oil prices rising, which I point back to why Joe Biden is talking about now releasing even more of our strategic petroleum oil reserve. So like I said, all this part, it just keeps leading to a bigger concern, Um when you're looking at these price of goods, so just again, that PPI itself, it, you have to realize that's your downstream. If that continues to rise, that price, what it's costing to produce a good is going to eventually be in the consumer price index for you to purchase the good. So even if it's at 6 6%, it's still very high. All of this is still very high when it's significantly over what the Fed's target is to try and make sure the economy is moving on a healthy path. So, Sean, I mean, well, that's we'll see where it's going, right? This is just again, it's a, that's a quick reminder of where we're at. Where even as Joe Biden's trying to take this victory lap, we really just got to understand what the numbers are actually meaning and realize the fact that when it was he drove it up to nine percent, it's not a yeah, okay, great, it's come down to six percent, but yet you're still playing games, you're still dumping billions of dollars left and right. Where we're giving over a hundred billion dollars to the Ukraine. Uh, meanwhile, they can't give money to Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio, that just had that train derailment. It just brings more, all this always brings more questions than answers. So we're, we'll see where it's going. Um, Sean, before we close out, is there anything you want to touch? No, I think that was good. Apologies on the delay and getting another episode out. Um, but glad there's a lot going no. on. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right. Look, the, even just again, it's that whole idea on the big picture. It's gonna. It's not of like whether it's what's going on in the United States, whether it's going on with the safety, national security, all this. We always have to keep an eye across the board and look at it from a holistic view. Um, and that's the same thing. Look, even on the inflation, right? There's a big picture. Is the U.S. inflation on that side has after reaching the 40-year high? This like the producer price index showed earlier this week that it's still stubbornly sticking around. It's not going anywhere, right? These things are still going to be affected and we have to continue to look at this from the holistic view and not just look at this in a vacuum and listen to what the government, Joe Biden, everybody's trying to say is like, oh, yep, we've, we're, we're doing great. We're doing fine. It's after fact that, you know, we caused the problem. Then we're going to make a little pretend thing that we're going to fix it. Um, so we're just going to, again, we're going to keep watching it and we'll see. Obviously I don't trust anything where this government does at this point, but <laughs> this is why we always have to stay on top of them. So that's it. We just want to talk from a high level. Obviously, there's it's all these coincidences going on through the United States and give an update on the CPI that was re released early, earlier this week. And we'll say um, 
if you again as we close out the show if you guys look like what you're hearing again give us a give us a follow a like please give us a five star review on apple Podcasts and spotify or wherever you listen uh you can follow us on most social media platforms at the liberty matters and thank you all have a great week and remember to stand for truth kneel for god be the light and god bless america